Welcome to Slaying Your Giants. I'm your host, King David Haynes. Thank you for joining us today. Our guest for this episode of Slaying Your Giants is an author, minister, humanitarian, activist, and designer. She earned a degree in business administration from Essex County College. On January 7, 2004, she obtained an associate ministerial license. In 2013, the Gospel Alliance Ministry recognized her work with a general license as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lanice M. Weeks Badley is our guest today. Today she resides in Virginia and is a volunteer chaplain, minister, and entrepreneur. Her company is Rogenie's Gifted Hands at Uniqueness Inspired Books. She's also the author of three Christian books, including The Essence of God's Law of Love. She is the mother of two daughters and four grandchildren, one granddaughter and three grandsons. Minister Weeks Badly, thank you for agreeing to provide inspiration to our listeners for this episode of Slaying Your Giants. I just would like to start. Thank you. Well, I, I, we appreciate you being with us and uh, taking your time out. I, I'd like to start off uh, by asking you, what's the name of the town or the city that you reside in in Virginia? Um, I like to say, first of all, thank you so much. I'm honored to be chosen as your candidate for this show. I thank you for allowing God to use you, to use me, to reach his people. Thank you so much. And hey. thank Elena for contacting me. I appreciate that. Thank you. Amen. I presently reside, <laughs> I presently reside in Manning, South Carolina. I've been here since July. Oh, okay. Okay. Where were you born? I was born in Harlem High School, New York City. <laughs> All right. All right. Did you grow up there in Harlem? Yes, I grew up in Harlem, and uh, I left Harlem in 1970. Okay. Can, can you tell us, uh, you know, some of the signs of the times? What was Harlem like when you were growing up? Well, when I was growing up back in the day, that's what we call it, right. um, families respected one another. The community was community connection. My you know God. the times when we used to say it takes a village to raise a child? Yes. You know, that's what it was happening back then. And then back then, we had prayer in school. We Amen. don't have none of that today. Amen. But that's what I was surrounded by when I grew up. Okay, that and what what was the name of your high school? We want to give him a little credit. I went to Washington Irving High School. Great, and um, that school was in the village. Great, great. Well, uh, tell us about your collegiate experience at Essex County College. When I attended Essex County College, I had truly, truly great experience with my teachers. Um, they were willing to work with you in everything, um, especially in my, um, when I first went to Essex County College, I went there for computers, but that wasn't not my gift. That wasn't my gift. So then I had to go back and get deep into where I had to go. Then I did business administration. I went to business administration and taught me a lot. And I loved it because when I was in the school, the professor Gunther was one of the best teachers I thought was there that taught me. He helped me to, to get away from a fear. I had a fear of taking a test. Mm. And that teacher was right there by my side. And he lifted me up. 
while I was in the college, but then I had to leave college because I had ovarian cancer. But just to remember Professor Gunther, he stays with me today because we have teachers like that that were in colleges back then. I'm praying that all the teachers will be that same way today. That's how I felt about Essex County College. That's that's wonderful. I'm so glad to hear that. Now, Essex County, is that New York? Essex County College is in uh, Newark, New Jersey. Okay, in Newark. Okay. And and Newark. so so you started out with computers, like many of us. You know, we 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 find out that that's not where our gifts lie, and and you switched and started taking courses, which led to a degree in business administration. Yes, it took me to business administration. I did not get my degree because I had found out I had cancer. Oh, I continued and asking God to help me with the cancer, he did. And if it wasn't, if it wasn't for God being with me, I wouldn't be here today. But um, um, I did not get my degree, and, I, and I, I'm sorry I didn't, but I kept, um, continued on in school um, through my church and um, the different things. But um, that's, that's where I, I left off at, at Essex County College. Okay, great. Okay, I'd like to asked you back back into where is it that you serve as a volunteer chaplain? I serve as a volunteer chaplain at Southside Regional Medical Center in Petersburg, Virginia. Is that a, okay, that's a that's just that's a regular hospital. That's one of the largest hospitals in Petersburg, Virginia. Okay. Um, yes. What's the most, what's, what's, what do you find most rewarding about the work you do there? Oh, the most rewarding that I got out of that was to encourage and put a smile on the people's faces as I went into the sick rooms, in the rooms where individuals were laying sick and praying over them. Sure. When God used me, I gave him all the glory, and the people received that encouragement and with a smile as I left the room. And I tell them, I always tell them, let's put God first, because God is with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. And by me giving them that, that encouraged them. And God gets the glory. I always tell everybody, you will hear this from me. God gets the glory for everything we do. Amen. Amen. How did you become a chaplain? Tell me about that. Uh, okay, how I became a chaplain was one day uh, the Spirit told me to go to the hospital. And I, was, I went to the hospital, and um, I think I had to go to the hospital for something that happened to me. And I saw um, on the desk, um, when you go to register, chaplain. And then I turned around, I saw the chaplain's chapel. Mm -hmm. So I asked him for the name of the head chaplain of the hospital, and can I call him because I want to come here and work. They gave me the number of the chaplain, and I called uh, Chaplain Don Phelps, the head chaplain, and ask him if I can come and speak to him and if he can interview me. Uh, upon that, he interviewed me, and he said to me, he said, I saw so much zeal in you, compassion, and love. And um, from then, he gave me position, and I worked there for three years. And I, I really didn't want to leave, but that was my, my assignment. And I, I, I really loved what I was doing, and because of the zeal and the love for praying and reaching God's people. It touched Chaplain Don Phelps and everyone in the hospital. That's how I got started at uh, Southside Regional Hospital. Amen. Amen. And so you you had already become a licensed minister at that time. Yes, I I have. Okay, uh, now I became a licensed Yeah, tell me about that. Uh we 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 are just you know, interested in your background and, and in how you got here today. 
How did you become, Jen, you know, what started you to, to lead you to become a minister? January the 7th of 2004, I became a minister under the tutelage of the overseer, Pastor Joe A. Carter at New Hope Baptist Church in Newark, New Jersey. Okay. What had happened, what had happened was, one day I was in a pew, just sitting praising God, mm-hmm. just praising God. That's how much I love him. And I wind up in the middle of the aisle, a woman with a dress on, mm-hmm. down on my knees, mm-hmm. bowing and praising God. Assistant Pastor Carter at that time and the Pastor Thomas was sitting up in the, on the pew, up in the um, altar, and they saw me bowing down and praising God. And after that, Pastor Carter came to me, and he said, I want to tell you something. You got an anointing and a calling on you. And ever since then, I was taken in, and he taught me how to be the minister, how to do all that needs to be done to be a minister. And I've been a minister ever since. That was a blessing from God. Amen. Amen. And now... So are you are you currently uh ministering in South Carolina? No, presently I'm not. I'm trying to find a church home here um in minister and I went to various churches but that was not for me. Mm-hmm. And it's um it said to me that I will be moving again. I don't know exactly when, but I'm not, I'm not planted. This is not the destination where he want me to stay. So, um, I do visit different churches while I'm here. Okay. 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 We'll take a quick break. Uh, minister weeks badly. And we'll be right back with you. You are listening to slaying your giants, a syndicated podcast brought to you by Prodigal Sons, a nonprofit ministry. We appreciate your support. You are encouraged to visit slayingyourgiants.com and discover Project Determination. Be sure to subscribe for more conversations about defeating addiction with faith. I'm back now with Minister weeks badly and minister i'd like to get into a little of uh of of the books you have written now can you tell me what was the title of your first book and how were you inspired to write it okay my first book was entitled mind games other thoughts inside of me how that came about is that for years I've been writing poetry and writing them, just putting them down and, and not doing anything with them. Okay. And um, what had happened, the Holy Spirit had spoken to me and, and gave me the vision. And I, as the word was saying, her back at two and two, take that vision and write it down and make it plain. I followed what was told me to do. And, um, from then on, I started writing this book, but I didn't do it on my own. Uh, I had to call a friend of mine that my cousin connect me with, and his name is um, William S. Peters. He coached me into how to write my book. And um, he's also right now presently known as Just Bill and uh, publisher for Inner Child Press of this day. He said to me, Lonnie, God has given you a gift. You got to stop sitting on your gift and work with it. Amen. And on that note, he taught me how to write my first book. I took my first book to another publisher at that time because he wasn't a publisher, and that book was published. And um, that's how that book got published because the Holy Spirit took me there to bring it to people to let them know that um, God can use us to write. And um, I like to say on this with the first book, 
when I was a child, I couldn't read or write. And I told people, look at God. Nobody but God gave me the opportunity to be able to write this book. I stumbled, but I kept it moving, and I kept trusting and having faith and knowing God did this. Not me on my own. God did this. And that's how the first book got published. Amen. And and with that kind of faith, you know, as we say, we can move mountains just as, as you did. Amen. Now tell me about the, the second book. How, what inspired you there? The second book is The Evils of Greed is Not Your Root. Hmm. And that's talking about the love of money is the root of all evil. And I, you know, I was sitting down and I was looking around and I'm seeing, seeing how people um, love money more than they love God. Mm-hmm. And um, when I saw that, it was put in my heart to write about how God should be first over money. And um, then he gave me poems and information and to the people to let them know that this is not the way we should live. And in the book, it has a lot of chapters of reaching out to each individual on what types of persons are out there loving money. So um, I was overwhelmed when he gave that to me. And it was a blessing. It was a truly a blessing to sit down and write this book. They got to get the book in order to see what's coming from the book. Because in the book, it says the evils of greed. It takes you to the temptation of man and um, the poor shears things and uh, other things that it takes you to let you know what man do that God didn't tell them to do, but they let the money run them. So that's what the, uh, the evils of greed is not your root. It's all about teaching people how to put God first over money. Amen. And and so now you said, do you, you work with a publisher? Yes. Yes. My publisher name is um, William S. Peters from Inner Child Press. Okay. Okay. And, and you were saying uh, when you were younger, you were, you were, inspired to write what how did writing take a hold it how did you get there what made you think you could write a book uh you know tell me about that what what did you have a love of words or writing or okay let me tell you this i had no words for writing like i tell people thank god for computers because it can correct your errors. Right. And, uh, but the whole thing is God put it in me to let me know that because you grew up with a reading problem, don't mean that problem going to stay with you. Amen. And if anybody listening to me, if you feel the same way, that problem will not stay with you because God will open it up for you. He opened the door for me. He'll do the same thing for those that, that wants to write or love to write. He will put it right there for you and let you know, I got this. So he inspired me and had and controlled me in the way he wanted to control me to bring it forth to people. Well, that's kind of why. Amen. That's kind of why I go back to that because it's inspiring. Uh, We Mm -hmm. we're talking about writing, but can you imagine all the people and all the stumbling blocks that various individuals mm-hmm. have in front of them. It looks like they can't do this. They can't do that. Uh, and, and you had those same kind of blocks in front of you, but God is able. And Amen. He, yeah, he can fix any of these things that are holding us back. And here's minister weeks badly who had a, a problem with reading and writing as a young person. And, and, and here she has been touched by our father in heaven and, and has written three books. So I just come back to that because that's what we're here to do. Your life, your experiences, your successes, they inspire somebody else. And I thank you for, 
being obedient and following your calling. Thank you. Now. Thank you so much. Oh, you are quite welcome because you are an inspiration. And if, if here again, I always say God's no respecter of persons. You know, there are people that'll hear the broadcast that are suffering that have, you know, myriad of different problems. But if God came and solved yours, he will come and solve theirs as well if they would ask him. Now, your book, The Essence of God's Law of Love. What do you hope that readers will take away with them after reading that book? The hope that I come from, from this book, from the essence of God's law of love, is that every person, everywhere, from nation to nation, city to city, state to state, house to house, when they read this book, they will feel the essence of God's love, teaching them that God said we must love each other as he loves us. It takes those things out and say, if a person is stabbing you in your back or stabbing you in your face, just still love them, no matter what. It takes them to let them know that God loves us that way, so therefore we must love the same way. It takes them to let them know that he would never leave us nor forsake us. This book tells them exactly how much God loves them. It tells them that if he loved them like this, he wants us to love each other the same way. That's what essence of God's law and love is about. Amen. Amen. I, I, I just... Thank God for you, and I can't wait to to read this book. Uh, let us uh, let us take another short break, and we'll be right back with Minister Weeks Badly. This episode of Slaying Your Giants is brought to you by Prodigal Sons Ministry, a nonprofit tax exempt organization. You are invited to subscribe to this syndicated podcast and to visit slayingyourgiants.com and learn more about Project Determination. If you would like to be a guest on the show, you have overcome your addictions through faith, whatever the addiction is. Let us know. At slaying your giants, kdh at gmail.com. Once again, that's slaying your giants, kdh at gmail.com. Okay, I'm back with Minister Weeks Badly, and we are discussing her book, her latest book, The Essence of God's Law of Love. And I'd, I'd just like to keep discussing that book for a minute, uh, if you didn't mind. I I, uh, I just really love the title. I'm always interested to learn, you know, how the authors come up with their book covers. Did you choose the cover for all of your books? No, I did not choose the cover for all of them. The first one I did for the um Mind games, other thoughts inside of me. However, the other two, they were designed and uh, by my publisher, William S. Peters. Okay, okay. He he designed those covers for me. Amen. I mean, amen. Let's talk about your business. Okay, when did you start? Okay, my business. And I started Roger Nays Gifted Hands at Work, um, Uniqueness of Abundance Inspired Books on 2001. Now, um, that, that, that was 2001 when I started that. Okay, and, and what, okay, explain to us, what, what is your product or service? Okay, the product is um, Pamper Me Gift Baskets. Uh, I make gift baskets. Um, to the liking and unique gift baskets to the liking of individuals. If they, uh, and then also I use washcloths and 
hand towels and uh, make the baskets with. And that's something they have to see with their eyes. Um, then um, what I do is I fill the basket with their heart design. They say, I like this. I go and search and get it and make it for them. It's a unique, one-of-a-kind basket for that individual. That's what Roger Nays Gifted Hands at Work baskets are. Okay. Okay. I like that. Maybe uh, right now, I, I, I have a chance for you to speak of it, but since we're speaking of it, is there a way to contact you about this for somebody interested? Yes. Now, for Roger Nays Gifted Hands at Work, they can go on simply Lonnie.com. And they can see my work on simplylani.com. Amen. And I'll Simply. spell that for you. It's S I M P L Y Lonnie L O N N E dot com. And Amen. they will be able to see all my baskets and the works that I do. Amen. There we go. Okay. Now Minister Weeks Badly, let's let's discuss faith and addiction. We're changing gears. We've kind of uh, uh, gone over, you know, some things that that let us know that you are a anointed Christian, and we'd like your your uh, perspective on using faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to overcome all these addictions, food, sex, gambling, all of them, drug addiction, alcohol. So what advice do you have to share with listeners about the relationship between faith and deliverance from addictions? Okay, the advice I have here is that when we have that right now faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Yes. When we can walk in that faith knowing that God is behind the scene doing everything that needs to be done, then we'll be lifted up and then we'll be delivered. We will truly be delivered from whatever it was to try to keep us down. That when you got that kind of faith, the deliverance tapped in. So we must recognize that if you well, no matter what you're doing, God already knows everything that we're doing wrong is displeasing to him. So when we go to him with sincerity of heart from that addiction, no matter what it could be, you could eat too much, you can have want sex so much, you may want a man or love a man more than you love God or a woman be more than you love God. You may just love the world more than you love God. He said, be ye not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed. When you're being transformed, that's your deliverance. So we get delivered when we know that God said, I will fight your battle. If we just trust and believe and receive him, walk the walk, talk the talk, live the life, he will erase everything from you and make you brand new. So when we get that mindset, knowing that God can and will do all things, his word says so. That's all we got to do is trusting and believing, walking that faith he already put in each and every single one of us. Tap into that right now, faith, is what I had to do. I tapped into when I saw myself get ready to fall into mischief. I, I tapped and said, God, help me. Help me. Let me tap into the faith you gave me and give me the deliverance. Transform me. Restore me. Take the old out and put the new in me. Once he did that, I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. And each and every single one of you that's listening, God knows what we all need deliverance from. All we got to do is ask him, and he sure enough will do it if you let him. Amen. Amen. I agree 100%. You know, Minister Weeks Badley, we were especially interested to interview you because we, we believe you can speak authoritatively about addiction and spiritual warfare. Uh the relationship uh, between the two. Uh, we want you to enlighten our listeners about the spiritual warfare that is in play with addictions. Do you believe 
you know, it's a form of demonic possession. I do. Yes, indeed. Um, that spiritual warfare is nobody but the devil coming after God's people because he's mad at God. He knows what we like and what we're addicted to. He will bring it in front of us, dangle it in front of us, trying to make us fall. John 10, 10 said he comes to, to rob, kill, and to destroy the people of God because he knows that if he don't get them, God will. So, you know, there's that deliverance when we recognize, and we got to put on the whole armor of God uh, coming against the evils of the devil and the people that he uses, but we can't take them personal because they are blinded and not recognized when the devil is in between the midst of it because it's him and God that has a battle with one another. And God gets the victory every time that we call on God's name and say, I know that my God fought my battle out of where I was and where I am today. So we must remember that no weapon shall prosper that's formed against us and that any tongue to rise against us in judgment, God said in his word, they shall be condemned. So we can walk in knowing that God's word is our protection. The word is the sword to fight against the evils and the principalities of darkness of this day and time. But we got to keep that whole armor on, walk in that right now faith, trusting and believing and receiving. But first of all, you got to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, have a personal intimate relationship with him, and you already got the victory. Amen. That's where I come from with that. Amen. I, 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 I was just listening to you, and, and you know, I, I surely agree with you. Uh, just want you to go on and 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 share what you feel. Uh, you know, as the spiritual warfare had us bound at some point, and. Can you talk about specific steps uh, that that a a babe in Christ or or older Christian? Just how are we going to win the battle? The battle is on, and the prize is your eternal soul. Uh, you mentioned uh, uh, Ephesians chapter six. Put on the whole armor of God. So. We do, what do you feel about how do we win the battle? My feelings on winning the battle is for us to step out of God's way <laughs> and let God guide and direct us as he fight this battle. He already knows that we're going to go do a battle. He already knows that the devil wants our mind, our heart, and sure enough, the spirit of the, that's in the believers that believe and know and love God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. So when we know that there's a God that's there with us, we're going to get the victory. But the whole thing is we got to move self out of the way. Look in the mirror, say, well, God, it's me that need a change to walk the walk, talk the talk, the lifestyle, to have the holiness and righteousness that you want in me so that the light can shine to the world to see that it's you, God, that did the work in us. He is the one that will guide us if we just let him. He is the one to put the, put the, the blood of Jesus over us. If Jesus was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, and with the chastisement of his peace and his stripes, we are healed. All we got to do is put it in the hands of God and follow the lead of God, the Son, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the Word of God. Let it guide us. It will protect us. It will show us wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and it will give us the mind of discernment of good and evil. All we got to do is tap into the word of God. That will help us. Amen. Amen. If, if uh, for those that have not accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, acknowledge him in all you do, and then move self out of the way. Follow where God leads you. And you'll have victory 
like so many of us have. Now, have have Minister Weeks badly? Have you witnessed the demonic possession of addiction and its defeat in anyone's life? Like most of us know addicts, but have you witnessed someone, mm. you know, uh, overcome their addictions through faith? Well, do addiction do drugs? I did. My ex-husband. Talk to me about. Um, it. He was on. He was. He was on crack. Uh, but I didn't know that when I met him. But I found out six months later after we got together that he was on crack. I tried to get him all kinds of help that I can get him. Do the job. We worked at Verizon together. Do do the places that the job sent him, and he wouldn't go. But the whole thing I would say to people with that addiction uh, of drugs, it's not going to leave you unless you make that choice within yourself and your mind, your heart, and spirit that you want that change. You can't change on your own. Only God. When you go to Him, say, God, I need to change. Change me. And it got to be sincere from your heart. And God will change you, but you got to believe it. So my husband went through it. I was held out with him for 10 years, tried to help him, but he didn't want to help. But with me, I kept on praying. We're not together no more. But God moved me. I prayed on it because I was going through so much hurt. I was being depressed and uh, oppressed, going through so much while in my marriage the whole time. But I learned to forgive. Mm. I learned to love no matter what. I learned that God had this in his hands. I learned that God can fix me while I'm going through with him. I learned that God can talk to me and let me know exactly what he's going to do while I was going through. I learned that, that God said, I will not put no more on you than you can be. I learned that I went to God and asked God to fix me and, and fix my husband. If he don't want to be fixed, search his heart. And, and if you search his heart and you see that he don't want to get it right, move him. Yeah. But don't hurt him. Help him. So two days later, the Lord moved him. And then I had my peace. To continue on the work of the Lord. I had to be strong to, in order to do God's work. I had to stay in the word of God. I had to pray to God and ask God. All the glory is to God because if it wasn't for him, I don't know where I would be today. Now, now, as far as me, I had a problem with relationships. Man after man after man after man looking for love. Looking for love in man. That was my addiction. Looking for love in man. I mean, as a child, when I was growing up, I heard mama say, oh, baby, there's more fish in the sea. Kick them to the curb. But I wish I would have listened and didn't listen to that because kicking them to the curb, getting another one, another was not good. But I thank God for touching me in the way that God is my first love. He is my first love and no man and nobody will come before God. So that relationship that I was looking for, that love was I was looking for, was the love of God. So now I have that love of God in me, that unconditional love of God in me, that whatever anybody say or do to me, I'm going to love them like God say love no matter what they say to me, how they hurt me, I'm going to still love them. So all we got to do is get that personal, intimate relation with God and love yourself. Love yourself, love God, and then love God's people. That's where I was, and I thank God for bringing me to where I am where I am right now is in peace with him. Everybody can do, do the same thing. He give you that same peace. If you put him first in everything, he will bring you through. Amen. Amen. I I want to ask you, Minister, along the same themes, um, if an addict, any kind of addict, and we have lots, I believe, that are uh, just as you were addicted to relationships, looking for love. But and if an addict of any kind, because we're speaking to all of y'all, were sitting in front of you right now, what would you say to them about using faith to gain deliverance? You speaking to the attic right there in your living room. What would you say? 
I would tell that person, faith is living. Speak Holy Spirit. Faith is living life to you. That now faith that God put in you is right now. That's living life. Do you want to live? Do you want to continue on? Because God loves you and he wants to see you move on. He wants to see you happy. He wants to see you feel his love. He wants to see you have the peace in your mind, your heart, and your soul. Mm. That's faith in you. So it's already in you if you're a believer. It's already in you. That's life. Faith is life. There's promise to each and every single one of us. If we can walk every day in that now faith, the fear will run away. And we'll be happy within ourselves. My sister, my brother, whatever addiction you may have, God said, I will remove it if you let me. I will remove it if you let me. Come to me. Surrender to me. All that's keeping you bound and down, come to me. I want to love you. I want to teach you. I want to make you grow. I'm going to give you the desires of your heart. If you let me, my sister and brother, will you come in? He said, come on. I got your back. Don't worry about what your sisters and the brothers or the persons that do the same thing that you do. Because if he could bring me out of my addiction, he'll sure enough bring you out of yours. All you got to do is let him. Will you come? Will you come? It's not going to be easy, but he's going to carry you through. He did promise us something. He gave us the promise when he made us in his image. He gave us the promise that we're going to make it to the promised land. But one thing that we don't know is that while we're going through the middle of it all, he's pulling you through if you let him. Let God pull you through, love on you, carry you, teach you, guide you, so that you can love him first. Then love yourself. Because you're holding yourself back because you're, you're hurting and hating on yourself. God don't like hate. God loves love. So let the love in you, that's him in you, grow. As if a little mustard seed grows. Let his love grow in you and you'll see a change. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Well, Minister Weeks Badly, just as you were the family member of a loved one who was addicted. Another segment of our listeners are the family members, the husband, wives, grandma, grandpa, aunts, uncles, children of the lost soul, of the addicted person. I would I would just ask you to speak to the family member to the loved one about, you know, how can they get through this time? Maybe even how can they help the addict? Uh, If they were sitting in front of you right now, what would you say to them? You've done a marvelous job. I just, I just want to get all I can get for the listeners. What about the family members and the loved ones? What would you say to them? To every family member and the loved ones that's going through, I say this to you. Forgive them. For God knows what they have done and he forgave them. Mm. What we got to do is forgive them, encourage them, and let them know that you don't blame them because we are all an ex something, every single one of us. So <laughs> I like them that. And walk, and walk, and love on them, and hug them, and let them know that you're not holding them accountable, because we all fall down, and God lifts us up, every single one of us. Forgive is the best thing we can do to our family members that have been lost in their minds, that didn't realize that they allowed the devil to destroy them like that. So Remember this, family. Remember this. If you don't remember anything else, forgiveness takes you a long way. Forgive, 
love on them because it's God's purpose, God's plans for every single one of us. He knows the good. He knows the bad. But we got to know the good and the bad and how to handle the good and the bad. And our family members, all we got to do is love on them and forgive them. That's what God wants us to do. Family, forgive them. Hug them. If they don't forgive because they're still lost, it's okay. But you forgive them because God is going to wake them up one day. Family members, please hear me. I've been through all those situations too. So if God can deliver me from 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 a person that was was on crack and from all the the uh, the, the 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 men and family issues and strife and divisions in the homes where the daughters against mothers, fathers against sons, uh, and all that. We got to recognize that's the devil's territory. This is what we and our, our family members are not recognizing. The devil is busy trying to take our children. We must take them back. Take them back. Tell the devil to get under your feet that he will not have your family members. If we have that, God put it in us. We got to take on the authority that he put in us and tell that devil to get back in the pit of hell where he came from and he will not have that family member. Let him know that you love him and the devil will flee. That's all you got to do. Stay in the word of God, my sisters and brothers in Christ Jesus. And those that's not in him, go find your way to him. Get into his word. Ask him to receive you. Surrender yourself. Believe us, repent. Family members repent, ask God to help you because he said he will. That's all you got to do. Forgive and forget. Move forward. Shake off the dust. Love on your family no matter what. Far or near, continue loving them because God didn't turn his back on us. We shouldn't be turned out back on each other. I love you all. Thank you for allowing me to tell you that. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and preach, Minister. Listen, we we we're coming to close to the end of this episode. We we always want to encourage our listeners to connect with our guests beyond just the episode. Would you please take a moment and share how our listeners first can purchase your books? And then maybe how they can connect with you on social media. Uh, presently, my books are available on Amazon, all three of them. All three of my books are available with Amazon. And also, they can purchase my book through Inner Child Press um, with uh, William S. Peters. They can purchase my books there. Do you have, and, um, do you have, have social media? I have the website. Okay. And I'm on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook as Lonnie's Weeks Badly sold out to GodandJesus.com. That's where you can find me on Facebook. Do you and have- if you'd like to email me, you can email me on Roger Mays, R-A-J-A-H-N-E-S dot G-H-A-W at Yahoo.com. Outstanding. Do you, outstanding. Do you have any upcoming events to announce? Not presently, um, but I'm planning on doing, I have another, I have three more books coming out. Pra, praying that God a little more come out this year. Um, I'm working on a children's, my very first children's book. And um, with my great granddaughter, my granddaughter um, of my cousin, uh, my goddaughter and my niece. And that book hopefully will be coming out in, in um, August. And I'm planning on working with reading is fundamental because so many parents have not taken out time with their children to sit down and read with them. God put this in my mind and my heart to bring a special book forth. And um, it's, it's uh, talking about the harvest. And, um, and it's about the leaves. And it's based around Thanksgiving Day at my mom. My mom passed away uh, two years now. Memorial Weekend. So it's based on the, my children, my grandchildren, everybody seeing my mother getting harvest plants every Thanksgiving. Her birthday is Thanksgiving the day before or day after or on Thanksgiving. So hopefully that book is coming out because they're teaching the kids how to know colors, how to count, how to read, 
And that's what that book is going to be about. And the children will be the ones signing the books, God willing, with reading is fundamental. Now, the other book that I plan on writing, and that's with my granddaughter, that um, she's studying psychology right now and is on anxiety and depression. God willing, that will be coming out. And finally, the, the book of my life. God willing, that will be coming out um, this year also. Well, praise God. We, we, we certainly have faith in him and faith in you to be obedient. Are, are you available for book signings or other special events? Yes, I am available. And what they would do is they can send me an email, let me know if they want me to come to their place to do book signings, and I'm willing to do that. And when I do book signings, um, 60% of the book's profits goes to their charity. That's what God told me to do with this essence of God's law of law. 60% of whatever we get from these books goes to that person that had the event to use it for their charity. It's my whole thing that God has given me is to give back to the community. So this book, The Essence of God's Law of Love, is the way of giving back to the community and letting them know I'm saying thank you because God did it. God gets the glory. That's it. Amen. Amen. Well, we, we certainly thank you for your time. We are at the end of this episode, Minister Weeks Badly. We thank you for joining us. Again, thank you for being my, my guest on this episode of Slaying Your Giants. We want to give thanks to Prodigal Sons Ministry, uh, who, who makes the show happen. We encourage everyone to visit slayingyourgiants.com. And we also remind, because we know there are great stories out here of, of God healing people, delivering people from terrible circumstances. So if you are interested in being a guest on the show, you have overcome, you know, by using your faith in our God, you have overcome addictions of any kind please email us at slayingyourgiants.com. No, slayingyourgiantskdh at gmail.com. Slayingyourgiantskdh at gmail.com. Until we meet again, we thank you for listening. Thank you, Minister Weeks Badly, for sharing your wonderful insight and we, we certainly felt the love of God and we felt your compassion. And we just thank you for taking this time out to share with our listeners. We wish you all the best Again. in the future and, and just want to thank you so much. Amen. And I say thank you again for allowing me to be on this broadcast. It was an uplifting experience for me, and I thank you so much that, that it, it will uplift other people. Thanks again. God bless you. Thank you.